For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. As Jesper Faust will get to it. Sends across Svechnikov right on. Hemelbach gets to it. Svechnikov, second chance, hits the post. Oh, Andre Svechnikov with two golden opportunities in the first 20 seconds. And Canes keep it in. The shot will be into the body of Jesper Faust and right back to Jacob Slavin. His chance to score! Slavin from the blue line. Feathers one and it gets through Hellebuck. And 30 seconds in, the Canes have a hot start. He takes a heavy hit along the boards. Now Ajo trying to center it, gets it to Niederreiter who jumps on. Niederreiter across for Chatfield. Chatfield wrist one right on. Rebound opportunity for Ajo. They score! Sebastian Ajo pulls his way to the goal. Broken stick for Stasny, so the Canes try to take advantage. Jarvis wrist one right on. Rebound out in front. Stall still loose. Niederreiter gets to it. work by the Canes power play unit there and they'll take the lead 3-2 with 20 seconds left in the period. Slows it down for Svechnikov, back to Slavin, back to Svechnikov, back to Slavin, his shot deflected out in front, Trochak, he scores! Persistence, his name is Vincent Trochek and another power play goal for Carolina, they go up 4-2. Now Winnipeg right back into the Hurricanes on either shot right now. said it was a goal, but it's the officials in the striped shirts that have the big word right now, and they say no. We'll wait for some replays. I, I think that was a hope horn. Anderson makes what would be his biggest save of the game. Uh-oh. Now an opportunity was feathered in by Teravine, and that's knocked away. Less than 10 seconds to go here in the third period. Five seconds left. Winnipeg with it. Connor crosses the Canes blue line. He snaps a shot. That's blocked. Top shot is blocked by Starts the road trip with a W in Winnipeg, taking this one 4-2. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Wow, a dominant Carolina Hurricane performance tonight in a 4-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets, first of a five-game road swing and a difficult one at that. Carolina just came off a six-game road trip. I mean, they played a couple of home games. They came home, played Washington, went to Dallas, came home against Buffalo and Ottawa, and then back on the road for four more games, uh, five more games, sorry. Uh, and this is uh, the first four in Canada, and these are all playoff teams. Winnipeg's a playoff team. I mean, I know Carolina was dominant tonight, but Winnipeg's a playoff team. Uh, they could very easily win the Central Division. Uh, then you go to Calgary and Edmonton, uh, two of the best teams right now, the two best teams in the Pacific Division. Uh, then you've got 
uh, Vancouver, who just fired their coach. Bruce Boudreau is now the coach there. Uh, and they should be better than they are, so you know it's a dangerous team. Some of their best players have done nothing this year, uh, including Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson. And then you finish it off at the team that is leading the Central Division, Minnesota. Uh, so very hard road trip, difficult place to play in Winnipeg to start, and Carolina just kicked the Jets up and down their own ice. 4-2 is the final. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, they have it all. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. And uh, go check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. Pardon me. Somebody needs a sip of tea. Oh, feels so much better. I was going to say it's hard to put into words just how dominant Carolina was tonight, but I'm going to make it very simple to put into words. There are times where statistics lie. Tonight, statistics did not lie. Uh, how about this? At 5-on-5, five five, and it wasn't a ton at 5-on-5, five five, but at 5-on-5, five five, this is what Carolina did in the game. 46 to 23 edge in shot attempts, 2 to 1. 26 11 edge in shots on goal, better than 2 to 1. 25 to 10 edge in scoring chances, uh, that is what? 5 to 2, 2.5 to 1. 15 to 1 edge in high danger chances, 15 to 1, and the 1 for Winnipeg came late. It was utterly dominant at five on five. But even in all situations, and Winnipeg had a fair amount of power play time tonight, almost 12 minutes of power play time, uh, Carolina still dominated in all situations. And overall, uh, Winnipeg's power play, all the, all the power play time that Winnipeg had, and Carolina had some too because they scored a couple of power play goals, uh, Carolina just dominated across the board in every conceivable category. They won face-offs, uh, all the possession stats. Uh, Carolina was just way better than Edmonton, than uh, Winnipeg tonight, uh, except it almost didn't reflect it on the scoreboard. This game was 2-2 late in the second period until Martin Natchez made it 3-2 with a power play goal. Uh, so Carolina dominated the first. Uh, it might have been their best first period of the season. Actually, I don't think... Think might I think it was their best first period of the season. Remember how good they were against Washington in the first period last Sunday night? Not a couple days ago, but previous Sunday. Uh, they got nothing out of it. Well, at least they got a goal this time, and they probably should have had three in the first period. And it really started off with the very first shift of the game. Turtle created by the teams as Jesper Faust will get to it. Since across cross right on. Second chance hits the post. Oh, Andre Svechnikov with two golden opportunities in the first 20 seconds. Keep it in. The shot will be into the body of Jesper Faust and right back to Jacob Slavin. His chance to score! Slavin from the blue line. Feathers one and it gets through Hellebuck. And 30 seconds in, the Canes have a hot start. I mean, honestly, Carolina did that in the second period too. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but that was the goal that Carolina scored in the period. They could have had others. Uh, there were plenty of chances for Carolina to score. Uh, 
an absolutely dominant period, but that play, that uh, that opening sequence, uh, Stahl, Faust, and Svechnikov, uh, that line was excellent tonight. And uh, Andre got off to a great start. He was all over the first period, uh, and he did a great job. Got a couple of chances. I think he hit the post in the second one. And then ultimately, uh, Jordan Stahl did a great job uh, to bother, I'm trying to think who it was, might have been Adam Lowry, uh, who uh, ultimately knocked the puck to Jacob Slavin, but Stahl really put a lot of pressure on. Uh, and then I think his screen in front of Connor, Connor, Connor Hellebuck uh, allowed Jacob Slavin's low shot right along the ice uh, to get all the way through for one nothing. But that was the end of it. Carolina had all the play and all the chances, 10 nothing at 5-on-5 five five in the first period. A 10-zip advantage in high-danger chances. Uh, but in all situations, it was 10-1. 16-3, Carolina scoring chance advantage in the period. 16-3. Somehow it was just one nothing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, but they started the second period off just as fast. It was the first shift of the second period that got it going. Actually, wasn't really the first shift. It was the second shift, but it was a continuation of the first shift. The stall line started it. They got uh, possession in the zone. They held it in there. Andrei Svechnikov did a great job to hold the zone. Uh, then he went off. Nino Niederreiter fed Jalen Chatfield, uh, you know, well out in between the rings, all the way up by the blue line. Uh, and what the stall line started, Sebastian Ajo finished. He takes a heavy hit along the boards. Now Ajo trying to center it, gets it to Niederreiter, who jumps on Niederreiter. Across for Chatfield. Chatfield wrists one right on. Rebound opportunity for Ajo. They score! Sebastian Ajo pulls his way to the goal. It was a great play by Sebastian, but it was really a great play by everybody on the ice. Carolina did a great job of hounding pucks. Uh, Nino Niederreiter came on. Andre Svechnikov made a, took a price, took a hit to make a play. I mean, good stuff from your power forward. Andre was very good tonight. Could have easily been a star. Didn't give him one, but he could have easily been one. I don't think he was as good uh, in the last half of this game as he was in the first half, but he was really, really good in the first 30 minutes of this game. Um, but it just wasn't as noticeable the second half of the game. Uh, but Nino Niederreiter gives the puck to Chatfield. Chatfield gets a shot on, and then Sebastian Ajo wins a net front battle. You love to see that from your best player. But there was a challenge. So, Paul Maurice challenged for goaltender interference. There was no goaltender interference, and the penalty for challenging a goaltender interference is delay of game. You go to the box. Carolina on the power play. Uh, Ed, uh, Winnipeg, I keep, on, keep calling them Edmonton. Winnipeg has the worst penalty kill in the NHL. So, Carolina's thinking, uh, our power play is going to get well tonight. And Vincent Trocek is whistled for a phantom hooking call on Dylan DeMello. And Carolina's power play is over. Not only wasn't it a hook, Trocek never got his stick up on the hands. Uh, he also missed doing anything, but he never, it was not a hook. DeMello falls down. It should have been a dive. 
Uh, but anyway, Carolina loses the power play. It's four on four. Uh, really nice play. Schmidt gets it up. Diagonal pass, stretch pass to Stasny across the Nikolai Ehlers. And it's 2-1. So Carolina, that was a pretty big swing. You lose the power play. You give up a four-on-four goal. And now it's 2-1. And uh, Carolina then begins the parade to the penalty box. Uh, Ian Cole, really at the end of two really good plays, Cole uh, breaks up a, a scoring chance, uh, blocks a shot. And then the puck... Uh, is underneath him, but it looked like he kind of gathered it with his hand and shoveled it under him. That's a delay of game. He goes to the box. Then after making a really good defensive play behind the net, uh, he commits a tripping penalty. So he's in the box again, and on the second power play, uh, the Jets finally cashed in. So now it's 2-2. So all the great work. You're still dominating the game. All this great work, and it's 2-2. But then Carolina gets a late penalty. Uh, Josh Morrissey... Uh, cross-checked Vincent Trocek, who was a pest of the highest order tonight in a good way. Uh, so Trocek gets cross-checked from behind by Josh Morrissey. Morrissey goes to the box. It doesn't take very long. Uh, and Carolina has another hard-working goal. Broken stick for Stasny. So the Canes try to take advantage. Jarvis wrist one right on. Rebound out in front. Stall still loose. Niederreiter gets to it. Tenacious work by the Canes power play unit there. And they'll take the lead 3-2 with 20 seconds left in the period. What a bookend period, right? You score about a 120 in, and then you score at 1940 of the period on the power play. Kind of a backbreaker for Win- for Winnipeg, who thought maybe, you know, we've gotten our rear ends beat for basically 40 minutes, and we're 2-2, we just got to win a period. Uh, Carolina goes into the intermission after 40 with a 3-2 lead. Then in the third, Carolina gets an early power play. Adam Lowry holds Brendan Smith, an offensive zone penalty, uh, especially against a guy like Brendan Smith, who I thought played a really good game tonight. Uh, And then it's Vincent Trocek doing work at the top of the crease. Slavin slows it down for Svechnikov. Back to Slavin. Sveshnikov back to Slavin. His shot deflected out in front. Trocek, he scores! Persistence, his name is Vincent Trocek. And another power play goal for Carolina. They go up 4-2. to two. All right, before we get to a very big moment in the third period, let us recap the goals. Hard-working goal for the first one. Uh, Jordan Stahl uh, makes a good play, stick on stick, kind of deflects a, uh, just makes it difficult for Winnipeg to clear the zone. Slavin makes just a super slick play at the blue line, going to the left, but then coming back to the right into the middle uh, to clear the, to, just to clear himself some room. And he takes a good low shot right along the ice. Jordan Stahl with a net front uh, bothers Hellebuck, and it's one nothing. So you have uh, you have traffic in front of Hellebuck for the first goal. Aho wins a, a net front battle for the second goal. Goal mouth scrum for the third goal with Niederreiter and Stahl and Jarvis all around the play, and the Natchez in the uh, in a mid slot uh, gets a. It really wasn't a pass from Jarvis. It looked to me like a shot gone wrong 
Uh, but it went wrong in the right way. So it looked to me like he just fumbled it, but hey, uh, better to be lucky than good. But Natchez is right there. He gets it through. But again, all of this work around the front of the net, and then Vincent Trocek makes it 4-2. Top of the crease, rebound opportunity. And all right, there we are, 4-2. Carolina feeling great, still playing great. And then Ian Cole uh, and uh, Mark Shifley, knee to knee. It's a Cole penalty. I'm not even going to debate people about this. Um, the referees were not awesome tonight, uh, but... Cole on Shifley was leg to leg. I think it was knee to knee. It was leg to leg. Uh, whether there was intent or not, we'll never know. I don't think there was. Uh, but I don't hate the call. I don't hate the match penalty call there. It certainly wasn't as bad as Vincent Trocek's against Buffalo. That was a travesty. Uh, this one, again, I don't really think there was intent, but it was knee to knee or leg to leg. And that's what they're going to call. Uh, so Carolina, not only missing a uh, a valuable penalty killer in Ian Cole, who was, I thought, playing well. I know people are like, oh, he's in the penalty box. Yeah, he was in the penalty box. Uh, he committed two penalties, but both coming after good defensive plays. Uh, and I also thought that they were kind of one he was hoping to get away with, and the other was just an accident. He made a good play, and the stick was there, and the guy basically stepped on his stick, and that was that. Uh, but so you lose Cole for the entire uh, five-minute major. Well, he's, he's done for the rest of the game, too. Um, and Winnipeg has a little life yet. They're only down two goals. Five-minute major, you could score. I mean, remember when Vegas scored four against San Jose in a playoff game in the third period? So anything could happen here. You know what happened? The greatest penalty kill of the, of the season happened. Carolina had almost no trouble killing off a five-minute major penalty. Winnipeg got two shots on goal. Only one of them was mildly threatening, a Nate Schmidt one-timer about two minutes in. That was it. And Carolina kills that off and then killed off the rest of the game. Uh, It was absolutely an elite penalty kill. Elite penalty kill. Uh, Carolina gets two power play goals. They do give up a power play goal, but they go uh, four for five on the kill, including the five-minute major. I don't know why that's not like two-and-a-half penalty kills. You should get two-and-a-half for that. Second game in a row where Carolina's seen a match penalty uh, issued to one of their players. Trocek got one against Buffalo. That was bogus. The one against Ian Cole, yeah, whatever. I I get it. Uh, Freddie Anderson had to make one Great save in this game, and he didn't get a lot of work. Uh, but when they needed Freddie Anderson, right after it was 4-2, he was there. Now Winnipeg right past into the hurricane zone. Either shot right Anderson with the save now will trickle through. Horn goes off. Referees never signaled goal. Winnipeg signaled goal. The man with the button on the horn said it was a goal, but it's the officials in the striped shirts that have the big word right now, and they say, no, we'll wait for some replays. I think that was a hope horn. Anderson makes what would be his biggest save of the game. It was a great save um, because Anderson knew the puck was behind him. He didn't exactly know where it was, so he brought his leg back behind the goal line, and then he swept it forward. Uh, and that puck probably got about, I would say, a third of the way across the line. 
before Anderson got to it. Uh, so no goal. They wave it. They don't wave it off. They never called it a goal. Uh, they they waved it off right away. The goal horn is deceiving. Uh, frankly, I was surprised it didn't go in, but it clearly didn't go in. So Anderson, when he needed to, he made a big save. All right, a couple of guys who played very, very well tonight. This this was encouraging, I think, from a lot of areas. Uh, one, one of the things that I have been looking at this year has been the play of Vincent Trocek. Uh, and I think that at the very beginning of the season, Vince was fine. But over the last ooh, 10 or so games, Vince has not been fine. But he was excellent against Buffalo. He's my first star of the game against Buffalo, even though he only played half of it. And tonight, I thought he was excellent. He was a pest. He was good on pucks. He was good on the penalty kill. And he was at the top of the crease when he made it 4-2. I uh, just loved Vince Troche, Vincent Trocek's game tonight. Uh, so that, to me, that's encouraging. I love the way Svechnikov played. He played a physical, dominating game. Again, for the first half of it, it wasn't quite as good for the second half of it. Sebastian Ajo, great start to finish. Just great start to finish again. Uh, so this is, uh, by the way, Ajo, in his last 12 games, has seven multi-goal games. In fact, he has no single-point games in that stretch. It's all it's all multi-point. He gets two points like every other game, it seems. Uh, so, But Ajo has a goal and an assist tonight. Jacob Slavin, a goal and an assist tonight. His first goal of the season for Jacob Slavin. Uh, Martin Natchez's second straight game with a goal. Uh, obviously had the Trocheck goal. So the power play uh, did well. Best players played well. Uh, I thought the stall Svechnikov Foss line was a great tone setter for this game. Uh, you know how the Islanders have the identity line? Well, that's that's their fourth line. Obviously, Eric uh, Jordan Stahl is not centering Carolina's fourth line, but that was their identity tonight. They played a hard, heavy game. Winnipeg's good. Winnipeg's big. Winnipeg's fast. They got a ton of skill. Carolina just didn't give them anything tonight. It was really, really cool to watch. On defense, no Pesci and D'Angelo. They're back in uh, Raleigh, uh, COVID protocol. They will not rejoin the team at least until Minnesota. And my guess is they won't play there either. I think the next time you'll see them will be against Detroit at home. I think Rod would like to get a practice in uh, for those two guys who will be sitting around for what it amounts to two weeks. Um, so you have no Pesci, no D'Angelo. Ethan Bear was excellent tonight, I thought. Um, you know, it, he was okay first game back against Buffalo, but I thought he was dynamite tonight. Uh, and again, I considered him a, for a star. I also considered Brendan Smith for a star. I thought Brendan Smith was excellent tonight. Uh, maybe we're grading on a curve, or it's all relative. Excellent for Brendan Smith might be just okay for other players, and I'll I'll give you that. But I thought Brendan Smith was very good tonight. Uh, I thought Ian Cole. Uh, you know, I I get it. He's got 19 minutes of power of uh, penalty minutes tonight. He had the uh, the major, two other minors, uh, the game misconduct, all of that. You don't want to leave your team without. A guy like Ian Cole is part of the penalty kill. But I thought Cole played well. 
<laughs> I thought Ian Cole was a very good player tonight. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, but uh, you know, Nina Ryder played well. Gosh, they had a lot of guys play well tonight. It really wasn't anybody who didn't play well. So those are the types of efforts, you know, all throughout the lineup, all 18 skaters. Uh, one of the goalies, you don't need uh, much from Monte Ronta tonight. Uh, but Freddie Anderson did his job. Uh, he didn't allow any bad goals. Um, and he made the one big save you had to have. Once you get to a one-shot hockey game, anything can happen. So he kept it a two-shot hockey game. Uh, and that is very cool. Alec Campbell's going to join us in a second. Uh, before we get to that, a happy 13th birthday to Taylor Jones. I was told today on Twitter, at a gold fan, if you uh, are so inclined, I was told that currently 12-year-old, soon to be 13-year-old on Sunday, Taylor listens to the Cane's Corner podcast, the morning after podcast, uh, on the way to school, dad finishes it, and then she comes back and listens to the rest of it. Now, I could suggest counseling, but I won't. I will simply say, happy birthday, Taylor. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, you enjoying this. Uh, and I hope you have a great, great birthday. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. Before we start tonight, say happy birthday to Taylor Jones. Who's Taylor Jones? Taylor Jones is one of our brand new uh, fans. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Taylor Jones. Happy birthday to you. Thanks for listening. She turns 13 on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah, exactly. The ripe old age of 13. (laughs) I remember when I turned 13. Do you? A big old blowout party at my house. Excellent. Was Was there a swimming pool involved? No, there was no swimming pool. We didn't have a swimming pool. We had a hot tub, but uh, the hot tub was you. not. The hot tub was not was not uh, in use for my thirteen year old birthday party. That's too bad. Uh, that was uh, that was a birthday party where I got that was a birthday party where I got uh, uh, no doubt Magic Kingdom or not Magic Kingdom, a Tragic Kingdom. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Spider Web. I mean. Top to bottom, just incredible album. Yes, no question. Uh, Spiderweb, that's uh, I'm Just a Girl. Gosh, I love that album. It is, it's great. I might, great. I, I might stop doing the podcast, just go listen to that album. Boom, do it. All there right. you go. Let's... Tomorrow, when you're not listening to terrestrial radio, <laughs> and you just want to listen to what you want to listen to, throw it on. I'll pop it in on my ride in. I will. Perfect. I'm going to do that as I'm taking Jack to school. I'll make him listen to Tragic Kingdom. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk about. Was this the Hurricanes' best game of the year? I I think it was. I mean, probably. Um, I mean, I, I go back to the Toronto game. You know, I was thinking of the Lightning game after they lost in Florida. To Florida, yeah. I was thinking of the Vegas game on the first first game of the last western road trip but it's certainly in recent memory it was but i mean in terms of a game where the eye test and the metrics matched it was 
basically 100% domination from Carolina. They, right from the get-go, I mean, Spetsigoff gets two great A's right off the right off the hop, hits the post, first shift, they score a goal. They got three early period goals in the game, one in each yeah. period. I mean, aside from the penalties they took, there really wasn't much to complain about from their game tonight. So, I mean, it's just really top to bottom. They were they were good all night. Yeah, first period scoring chances, they had 16 to Winnipeg's three, 10-1 in high-danger opportunities. Five-on-five five numbers for the night were just stunning. 46-23 yeah. shot attempts. 26-11 shots on goal, 25-10 scoring chances, 15-1 high-danger chances at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, absolutely incredible throughout the game. Second period wasn't that different in terms of the way it started. Carolina had basically one long shift in the offensive end. They executed a line change, and uh, the second shift came on and scored. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was- Basically, uh, basically total domination from, from Carolina. So I, there's not really, again, there's really not a whole lot you can pick out aside from the penalties, and some of them weren't penalties. I yeah. mean, at least the, <laughs> at least the Trocheck one, and then I mean, I've got to quibble with the game misconduct again. I mean, I I get it, I get it's knee on knee. I mean, first of all, how often do you get two games in a row with that happening? Stunning. <laughs> but, but I mean, I just, I don't, I don't see the game misconduct portion of it. Just like well, the last game. I mean, it's automatic. Yeah. I think the game misconduct is automatic. Look, the, the Trocheck one against Buffalo. That was, that was a mystery. That was an absolute mystery. Trocheck didn't do anything wrong there. I, I get the optics of it. He should have, you know, give him two minutes essentially for boarding uh, Thompson. Uh, this one, this one I kind of thought was a penalty. Um, and I get the five minute major. Um, I, I mean, I get it. So I'm not surprised, uh, because it was leg to leg. I don't think there was any intent, but I get what they saw. I think the video kind of supports what they saw. And the, if you're going to get the mat, a five minute major for intent to injure, then there you go. I guess that's where I I disagree with it. I mean, intent is hard to judge because none of us are actually right. in the head of Ian Cole. But I just I didn't see any intent from from my perspective. I didn't think there was intent there. I just thought that once again you had a player that kind of changed up his what he was doing. Right. And you had Cole kind of already ready to do whatever he was about to do and they happen to bang knees and it's unfortunate, but I just, I obviously you're judging intent. If you're, if you're right, you're given a five minute major, which I didn't see there. So, I mean, I don't know. It stinks, but Hey, in both situations, I think the hurricanes have responded very well. I mean, in the game, last game against Saber against the Sabres, they had to kill like two two minutes and forty seven seconds of a power play to start the third, and they get a shorthanded goal. And then here in the third period, they kill off all five minutes of it. 
They didn't I like just, the way they responded. They didn't just kill that penalty, Alec. They murdered that penalty. Yeah. They murdered yeah. it. Essentially, uh, Winnipeg had one scoring chance on a five-minute major. That's yeah. it. And it wasn't even a high danger chance. It was just just yeah. tremendous work. They didn't they didn't possess the puck. They set up once in five minutes. It was remarkable how good that was that was one of the best penalty kills I had seen all year long. Uh because it was, you know, third period. It's not like the power play wasn't warmed up already. Like it bothers me that you only get one kill for that. You should get two and a half kills. <laughs> If you kill five yeah, minutes agree. of a major penalty, you should at least get two, uh, but you should probably get two and a half. They killed about 11 minutes of power play time. Actually, didn't didn't kill all of it because Winnipeg did have a power play goal on the uh, the second Ian Cole uh, penalty. You know, it's funny because Trocek got a match penalty the other uh, on Saturday against Buffalo, and I made Trocek my first star. Now, I didn't give Cole a star, but I thought Ian Cole played well tonight and he's got 19 minutes of penalties and he had to watch basically uh, the last 13 minutes of this game from the locker room. So I, I loved Ian Cole's game tonight. Just spent too much time in the box, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind of a weird run for Ian Cole. Like he's had two own goals essentially. <laughs> and then, right. he, then he gets one and tonight he had two penalties in the second period, one of which leads to a goal and then he gets the match penalty. I don't know. I just wish there was a way to to give a five minute penalty, you know, a five minute major, and not a match penalty with it. Like, I don't know. I just feel, or just give it a double minor or something. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't think it warranted an ejection. Like, I don't, I don't think it warranted an ejection tonight, and I didn't think it warranted an ejection the last game for Trocheck either. Well, I agree with I agree with you on that. I see. I didn't even. Uh, to me, Trocheck should have been a two minute penalty. I think the Cole thing was worse. Um, but I I agree. I don't think there was intent. Uh, but I'm not sure what the what the line is. I wonder if you if you give a five minute major, do you does it automatically come in, intent or otherwise? If you're going to keep it as a five minute major. Does it automatically include the game misconduct? I think it does. Um, I, mean, I, have, I, I have to do my research on that, Alec. I mean, it seems like that's the case. So somebody asked me tonight, and I, I really don't know the answer to it, but I, I just – or, you know, if you want to give him 10 minutes, give him 10 minutes. I don't know. A double major. Back, double major, and then he comes back for, you know, three minutes in the game or whatever it was. Uh, I don't know. Ian Cole needed the rest, rest of the game off. Well, they didn't need him because there was Jacob Slavin there, and Jacob Slavin was ridiculous. <laughs> Best game of the year for Slavin. Did you see what he, how much he played? <laughs> 29-51 tonight. He played half the game, Yeah, and he spent six minutes shorthanded, and he spent like two and a half minutes on the power play. <laughs> I think... Listen, I think I think Jacob's legit on the power play. I, he was good. To, he was very good. I've been trying. I've been trying to say all year, like he's he can pass. Yeah, he's a good passer. I think he's better on the power play than Pesci is. I agree with you. I I agree. 
Uh, first of all, can I just say t- talk about the little uh, the little shifty move he made on the first goal to, yes. to deep yes. left and then get to the center uh, and get the shot through? That was just a slick little move. Yeah, no doubt. I loved it. He was ridiculous tonight. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he also had a couple of blocks. He had a hit. I mean, it was. He was he's the he was the best player. He's it, the number one star. First star. No question. I thought about giving him both the first and second stars. Uh here's the thing about about uh Slavin tonight. Not only did he play twenty nine fifty one, I didn't look at it in the first period, but you could just look at the shift chart in the uh second and third periods. He played more than half of both periods. He was on the yeah. ice for more than ten minutes in the second and third. Yeah. And the guy played Twenty nine fifty one tonight. God, no other defenseman was over twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. It was just so awesome. How about all four goals? You had the the the. You know, there was puck retrieval and whatnot. I thought Stahl made two great plays on the first goal. I thought he hounded. I think it was Adam Lowry, uh, who kind of gave the puck away to Slavin in the uh, at the blue line. Uh, and then Stahl had the net front on the first goal. But then the other three goals were all hard-working goals around the goal, around the top of the really? crease. It's like, gosh, that was beautiful to watch. So there's pretty goals, and then there's the ones that Rod Brindamore likes, like those. Because uh, there, there weren't slick passes. Uh, it was all about hard work and all that. So uh, yeah. that, that to me, those are great signs. No, I agree. Get, get, just get bucks to the net. Get bucks to the net and get screens, and that's what we're talking about. When you go on these scoring slumps, you know it's like the way you're going to get back into it is to pick up the the quote unquote greasy goal. So I'm glad they finally did that. And I love that. I love the way they played tonight because I mean, Winnipeg's had their struggles. I think they they won their last two. They they doubled up Toronto. Yes. Um, they beat New Jersey before that. They doubled up New Jersey, those, too. They won that game 8-4. Right. But before those two wins, I think they had lost like six of seven games. They won 5-1. and so, one. Yeah, in that stretch. So so they, they had been struggling a little bit, too. They're like a middle-of-the-road team. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying they can't beat you. Obviously, they can. They got, you know, they got some... Good players. They were also uh, missing Neil Pionk, by the way, who was out because of a, a knee-to-knee hit. Although, I didn't see his knee-to-knee situation, but it sounds like his was worse than what we saw tonight for me and Cole. Like, I don't I don't know if Ian Cole's going to get – somebody asked me if they were going to get uh, – if he was going to get suspended. And oh, I don't the, think the, so. The, the situation that happened in – Against Toronto, sounds like it was a little more oh yeah malicious and egregious. Was I that, didn't see what happened. Uh, was that against Marner? Because Marner's out for like four weeks. Uh, Pionk is serving a two-game suspension, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't uh, think. I don't think what Ian Cole did deserves uh, supplemental discipline. I don't. I, I agree with you. I. I to me, I. I think it's. It's sort of. It's a borderline five-minute major, so I don't. I just don't think it's going to get any supplemental discipline. I could be wrong. Uh, it's sort. It 
in many ways, it's sort of like figuring out what goaltender interference is. Uh, right. that it's really depending on uh, the eye of the beholder. Um, right. See, but I, anyway, I, I anyways, think, I mean, Pionk, Pionk had 16 points yeah. for them. He's very, he's been very uh, good. But, but, you know, then, you know, you, you you factor in Shifley and um, Kyle Connor. Um, they got they had some good players on their team, and you're going to Calgary, and you don't have Pesci, and you don't have D'Angelo. I mean, that's a that's a that's a big win, I think. See, tonight. here's the thing: I think Winnipeg is better than you think Winnipeg is. I think Winnipeg is excellent, and they went through a tough stretch. Um, yeah. Blake Wheeler does yeah, Blake not Wheeler. have a goal this year. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's wild. Now, here's the thing. Blake Wheeler is an eight-time 20-goal scorer. Uh, in two other years, they were both shortened, one by the pandemic, the other by a work stoppage. And uh, he was basically on pace to score like 24 goals both years. So he is, for all intents and purposes, a 10-time 20-goal scorer, and he has zero. That's yeah. mind-blowing. That, that's in, in some ways, it's like Jacob Slavin not having scored a goal this year. So uh, somebody was yeah. getting there first. Well, or first in a while anyway. Slavin or Jordan Stahl, who had... I thought Stahl played a good game. Uh, he just didn't get on the score sheet. I loved that line, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I could no, argue I that that was their best line, and they didn't get on the score sheet. I don't think Winnipeg's bad. I just think, like, they're they're kind of a they're, – they're just not a great team. They're a good team. Um, I like their players. They're not as heavy as they used to be. Like, they used to be a really physical, heavy team. They're not really that anymore to me. Um, but – no, I, I think it was a good win. I think yeah. I think it was a really good win. But, you know, especially going into Calgary like they got on Thursday. So Yeah, Calgary and Edmonton back-to-back. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That's going to yeah. be fun. Before I let you uh, let you go, and I, and I tell you I made two different types of soup tonight, uh, who are your stars? I had Trocek 3, Ajo 2, Slavin 1. We saw the same game. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, Trocheck obviously took that penalty, but it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, he got he, like there was there was like there was like no contact. It was att- attempted oh, hooking. Right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was like I tried to commit a crime, but I didn't, and <laughs> I got like, called for it anyway. Demello dove. It should have been a dive. Yeah, I mean, how, how did he go down on that? Would he trip over his own feet? I don't know. He wasn't even touched. It was shameful. It was absolutely shameful that that was called. Uh, and then, and then, as you pointed out in the intermission, uh, was it Morrissey stole his chain? Oh, broke he his got chain? snatched. He got his chain snatched. You don't <laughs> snatch a man's chain. I, I learned from a, a buddy of mine, uh, a buddy of mine down in Atlanta that I used to work with, like dude I used to produce a show with. <laughs> He always was – that was, like, a major thing for him. Yes. Like, he was like, you don't snatch somebody's chain. He's <laughs> like, you snatch a chain, and that's, like that's, – that's, that's bad. That's bad. So is that that's, like that's, insulting that's, somebody's mother? 
that is that is like that is those are that's a fighting move right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that's so funny. I think they were looking around on the ice to see if there was part of his chain out there. I think so too. It's dangerous. I think so too. It's very yeah, no dangerous. doubt. Speaking of, speaking of, how about how about Aho Army crawling to the bench because he <laughs> lost the skate blade in the what was the first period? Yep. Or second period. And uh, Code Kitty tossing him over the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little kid. He just, like, <laughs> picked him up and threw him over the wall. Uh, that's, uh... Did you see how many minutes Code Kitty played? Uh, no, he, I, I didn't think he was very noticeable. I didn't think that line was very good tonight. He only played, like, eight minutes. Yeah. They, only, they, didn't, play, they didn't play a whole lot. Yeah, I don't think... Well, he's also not part of the penalty kill, so that has something to do with it. Uh, and Carolina didn't have a ton of power play time because they scored on both power plays or two of the two of the three power plays. So right, they, they killed they, they killed their only power play, one of their their first power play they killed. Yeah, he didn't even play any power play time. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he only played seven twenty five. But again, I didn't think that line was particularly good. Uh, uh, Stepan did a good job, I think, killing penalties when he was on the ice. Uh, but that line wasn't particularly noticeable tonight. Uh, but it's all right. He's been playing really well. So, uh, you know, I don't think there, there's no reason to, uh, to mess with it. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing I, you and I are both, uh, we stand for Derek step Yeah. He had a good chance tonight at one point. He, he did a- early on early yeah. on. I'm trying to think because I wrote it, uh, I wrote it down. Uh, step had a steal. Uh, and a chance that uh, when when Hellebuck was wandering, yeah, I don't know where he was oh, going. He hit the post. <laughs> he hit the post, didn't he? Uh, he, he might have. Yeah, he might have hit the post on that uh, when Hellebuck yeah, he was kind of wandering from a from a I think a tough angle. Uh, so, all right, so you and I saw the same stars. Uh, by the way, I thought Ethan Bear was good tonight. I thought Brendan Smith probably played his best game. I thought Brendan Smith was pretty good tonight. Yeah, no, he was good. I thought Ethan Bear was good. I thought um, Jarvis was good. Yeah, Seth Jarvis um, was very good tonight. You know, he's from Winnipeg, he's from, Alec. Yeah, I was going to tell you the same thing. He is from Winnipeg. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I think we should draw every possible every every possible line over these next few games, every possible connection we can, and beat them all into oblivion. A uh, shout-out to, I think it was Steven on Twitter who was hitting me up. Uh, because I tweeted out after Jarvis um, dished the the assist that he was from Winnipeg, <laughs> and I think I'm I mentioned it twice in my tweet. But yeah, right. uh, Stephen on Twitter uh, points out that we've got Fogle in Edmonton, right, and we've also got Ethan Bear, who came. You know the, right. that was the trade. Right, yeah, and we've got Nino Niederreiter with the Wild, formerly right. Uh, but we've also got in Calgary, we've got former Kane, Elias Lindholm, and Noah Hannafin. That's right. Um, and Vancouver, I don't think there's really any. How many? Are there, are there any connections in Vancouver? Uh, is Michael Furland still they, on their roster? It used to be Michael Furland, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think he's still there. I mean, they're still paying. Uh, 
they might be still paying him, but I don't think he's in the league. We'll, uh, we'll visit the, uh, the, the buyout cap hit of Michael Furland. But you know what? Screw it. Who cares? Let's just let's, let's draw the Michael Furland connection, too, when we go there anyway. Why not? <laughs> it's been a year of reunions. Right. It started like, in game two with uh, Kokinayemi going to Montreal, or game three. Yeah. Can we get the stories on uh, Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm when we bump bump back from commercial? Did either on, of them? Uh, did either of them ever live with Sebastian Ajo? Doubtful, doubtful. I don't know that. I don't know that any of them. Did any of them own houses when they were here? They were I, so young. They were. They were all young. Uh, you know, Lindholm was. Lindholm shouldn't have been here. Lindholm was only here because they needed to have a first round pick here. Uh, but he, he played one year before he should have. As a matter of fact, Carolina let him go play uh, World Junior Championships for Sweden. They just let him off the roster to, to go play the World Juniors for Sweden. Uh, but I did, I did appreciate the uh, Seth Jarvis living in Sebastian Ajo's house story, playing, uh, playing video games in, uh, in Finnish with Finnish language. Yeah, I, but I found myself wondering, why use Google to figure it out when you live with a Finn? <laughs> hey, Sebastian, what does this mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> is, Seb- is Sebastian not allowed in Seth's room? I don't know. Um, is it's very possible? Maybe see, C- maybe they're socially distancing. Maybe Seabass is always in the sauna. <laughs> could be, could be. I mean, Sebastian lives there. Tavo basically lives there. That's right. And he's using Google Translator to try to figure out how to reset the machine. And it's Kokinayemi's Xbox, so he's obviously there all the time. Yeah. I feel like there are resources there. You don't have, you don't have to work too hard. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be doing the translation on your phone. Right, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, in the 40 minutes before the game, I kid you not, Alec, in 40 minutes before the game, I made not only a leftover turkey Thanksgiving soup, I also made a creamy tomato soup in the 40 minutes before the game. That's impressive. Did you did you um, make your own stock with the turkey carcass? Uh, no, I didn't use the carcass. I used uh, chicken broth. Uh, so oh, okay. I cheated, but, uh, okay. I used, uh, I used Turkey. I used Turkey from the Thanksgiving Turkey. I like it. There oh, you go. It's very delicious. So two yeah. soups in 40 minutes, man, that's impressive. It was a race against the even, clock. How'd you do that? I don't even understand that. That's like, there's like a, there's a glitch in the space time continuum. I think so. You can make two soups. That fast. I had, well, I had uh, two big pots, but I also, I had uh, a lot of the prep work done ahead of time. I really meant to make oh, the, yeah. at least one of the soups yesterday. I had a, I had a bunch of uh, stuff already cut up and measured. So I just had to throw it together, but it, they're both okay. very good. I've tried both. Excellent. I had competing Please. soups tonight. <laughs> Which one won? Tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato wins a lot. Yeah, tomato what do you, soup. Did you, what, you make like grilled cheeses with it, or I, what? I thought about it, but I just I had already dirtied of dirtied enough pants, so 
Uh, I I have a lot of cleaning up to do, so uh, I just made two, a two, <laughs> just made a turkey sandwich. <laughs> two two soups was all you could do. Making the grilled cheese was going was going too far. Yeah, that was a bridge. That was a bridge I wasn't going to cross. <laughs> that, that that was my uh, that was my night. So there you go. Awesome. I have nothing, I love it. I uh, nothing else to report. We didn't we didn't make soup. We made. Uh, we made some salmon and just roasted off some little fingerling potatoes. Oh, very nice. That was it. My kid eat, was eating salmon. Oh, he awesome. Yeah. Salmon's delicious. Why shouldn't he like it? I don't know, man. You just never know. Like, there's so much stuff we're just testing with him. Right. But, like, we fed him and then we cooked dinner for ourselves. And he's, he is at this point now where, if you have something, he wants them. Excellent. I, mean, I love just, that. There's just no, yeah, there's no getting away from it. If he sees you with something, then he wants it. So he was just sort of grazing around while we were eating, watching uh, in the living room. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, screw it. Like, you want to try some salmon? Here you go. And he kept coming back for more. So you on I was, tray tables? I was happy about that. You were eating on tray tables? Yeah, we were. Well, my wife was. I was not. But yeah, that's, that's how we eat every night. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. Uh, it's weird too because I, I like I don't really like it. I wish we would sit at a table and eat dinner like civilized people, but we never do it. But like I find myself like now that I'm a father. And like, I find myself, I, I've told my wife before, I'm like, listen, when these kids can, can like sit at the table and eat, we gonna eat at the table. All of us. <laughs> we gonna have dinner together. You're going to ask right? them about and their like, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. And like, these are things that I never really uh, considered or, or cared about as a kid. Right. Really. But like now I'm like, our t- our tables act more like storage units than they do tables. A hundred percent. And <laughs> it, it, it makes me upset. Yep. And I, I want to like utilize the tables as they were designed. Yep. And not only that, but like, I think it's important, right? I, I like, I want to, I want to, it's family time. It, make, it, make, it makes me feel, yeah. It, it, like it, put, it, it takes me to a place that I never thought I'd get to. Let's just put it that way. You you are the living embodiment of the yeah. progressive commercial. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I like. Yeah, I watch the progressive commercials, and I'm like, I don't see what the problem is here. <laughs> Somebody like should have left earlier. Yeah, the the latest one where the guys uh, the guys happy they parked so close to the stadium oh, entrance. Oh gosh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm traffic. like. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, well, you have a wonderful evening, sir. And uh, All right. I have some uh, some soup pans to uh, to clean up. All right. You're supposed to clean those during the podcast, don't you know? I Yeah, but I couldn't because I do the podcast from, uh, from the back porch. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in the morning. Soon. All right, man. Thanks.
See, if you stay for the whole thing, you get stuff that maybe you could use. I did. I made two soups. A tomato soup. It was very good. And the the turkey, the leftover turkey soup. You put little balls of stuffing in it, too, as uh, like a in place of a crouton. Very, very good. All right, so the Canes have a dominating 4-2 win over the Jets. They're 17-6-1. They have now won two in a row. Uh, They will be off on Wednesday, back on the ice Thursday in Calgary against the absolutely awesome Calgary Flames. The Aluminum Company of North Carolina brings you the Canes Corner podcast. Siding, roofing, doors, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, windows, all of it. Aluminumcompany.com. Go online. Free, no obligation estimate. Why don't you? Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating. Review us if you want. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you like. And uh, if uh, if you make a suggestion, maybe we could do something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, let us know where you are also when you're listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. If you're walking the dog, let us know. Send us a picture. Uh, send us a picture of your soup. Why don't you do that? That's happened before. Maybe I'll send you a picture of mine. If you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Until the Canes and the Calgary Flames are done, I'm Adam. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.